welcome to episode 50 of the main protagonist radio on SoundCloud. I am your host, accredited coach CC Ojani Bekor. As always, click on the links to the right if you want to find out more about how I can help you solve the personal and professional challenges you are facing, or if you'd like me to do a training at your organization on matters, performance improvement, culture, and wellness. We're back after a one-year hiatus, and it's so good to connect with you again. I, for one, spent 2018 looking after my new baby and navigating the world of being a working mom, or rather, a mom who works outside of the home as well. This was challenging and also wonderful on so many levels. I'll be sharing more on that in future episodes. A lot happened for us in 2018. Some people had a really rough year, but across the board, what I'm hearing is that people learned a lot of lessons, many of them quite tough, and many people made the decision to say yes to yourself more and to be firmer with your boundaries. A lot of people shared with me that they were able to finally let go of some of the very old, still niggling issues. And I also started getting a lot of clients who just wanted a change of career to something that was personally meaningful. Well, it's a new year now, and as always, we're looking to do things differently. In today's episode, I'd like us to have a look at how to deal with people who cross your boundaries. Why is it important to tackle this issue? Well, for one thing, it's going to keep happening throughout your life, unless you want to live as a recluse, of course. Conflict is part of human interaction. As long as you're engaging with other people, you will rub each other the wrong way sometimes, and that's actually okay. Conflict doesn't have to be a bad thing to be avoided at all costs. What I mean when I say let's deal healthily with people crossing our boundaries is, think about this. How can you begin to feel empowered and more at ease and perhaps even proud of yourself as you deal with somebody who keeps crossing your boundaries? We can react to these people with rage or hate. I don't recommend that. It's not going to feel good or help you in the long term. We can roll over, keep letting these people frustrate us. That's not going to help you either. So what is a healthy way of dealing with people who cross our boundaries? In life, it helps to look at the difficulties you go through as an invitation to grow in some way, to develop resilience so that the next time that thing happens to you, you're better equipped at dealing with the situation. My approach now is to actually give thanks for people who cross my boundaries because it's an opportunity for me to channel the tough, no-nonsense, clear side of my personality. And this is meaningful to me personally because growing up, I was one of these women who had the disease to please. I was a very sensitive kid and a lot of boundary crossing hurt me deeply. And I made it mean all kinds of things about my worthiness or lack thereof. Now I'm older and wiser, and I understand that people fight. Conflict happens. People argue. People are also hurting. People are stressed. People have no idea how to deal with conflict or how to disagree in a healthy way. 
So there really is no need to personalize everything. This is what I've learned. So give thanks for people who cross your boundaries because it's an invitation. Ask yourself, what is the invitation here? Am I being invited to toughen up? Am I being invited to give up wanting to be liked by everyone all the time? Maybe it's an invitation to wrap up a relationship that you no longer, I beg your pardon, that you know no longer serves either of you and to be okay with the fact that some relationships, many actually, are temporary. So what is the invitation? How are you being asked to grow through this conflict? Here's another thing. Decide whether this is a relationship you want to keep or not. Because there are plenty of people who we care about, but because we haven't been clear about boundaries in the past, they don't realize that they've been upsetting us, which is why they continue doing what they're doing. So, is this a relationship you want to keep or not? If it's a relationship you want to keep, it's time to be honest about how their behavior affects you. How can you do that? I say it's always better to have a conversation about it in person, or if that's not possible, do it over the phone, or Skype, or WhatsApp video, you name it. But avoid emails and text messages, because those are too easy to misinterpret. During such a conversation, it'll help you to be clear. Hey, it really bothers me when you do X, or you say Y. This is how I interpreted it. Is that what you meant? It's a conversation, not a courtroom, where you get to accuse the other person and they have to defend themselves. That, of course, won't end well. So no accusations. It's about letting them know how their behavior makes you feel. And let's be honest, difficult conversations are just that. Difficult. But don't let that stop you from having one. Not having these difficult conversations, as most of us know, just leads to resentment and being passive-aggressive. What happens if it's a relationship you'd like to keep, but you can sense that the person won't change their behavior? This is especially true if you're dealing with somebody who has a personality disorder, for example. Here it's really important to discern whether you are secretly hoping the person will change to suit you. And that probably won't happen. I actually advise against this, hanging on to a relationship with the hope that this person will change to suit you. It's okay if they keep crossing my boundaries. I'll just keep talking to them, trying to help them, and they'll change. This is one way the savior complex shows up. And I stand accused of being this kind of person in the past. I wanted to help slash save people. And I hoped that they would change. Rather than doing that, ask yourself this instead. Can I be with this person just as they are? Or do I need to wrap up this relationship? Or do I need to hang out with them in smaller doses? Which leads me to the next point. What about when it's a relationship you don't want to keep? Well, you can do the same thing, have that hard conversation and see where it goes. But really, 
If it's a relationship you don't want to keep, oftentimes it's about keeping a respectful distance. And to do this with the understanding that you might be too much for the other person. So the question here is, do you have the savvy to see that your way of being actually triggers other people? They find it difficult to hang out with you. You see, the same way you don't want to hang out with someone, other people also don't want to hang out with you. So it's about giving other people space, the space that both of you deep down inside actually want. I've had to do this with one or two relationships. I certainly don't hate the person, but because their demeanor doesn't do it for me, I keep a respectful and healthy distance, and I don't go out of my way to spend time with them. And you know what? This feels honest. I also get the sense that for whatever reason, this person doesn't want to hang out with me either. And I respect that. Things can get tricky when it comes to family members, parents and or siblings. Oftentimes it is family members who cross our boundaries regularly. Here's the thing. The same process applies for family members. One of the beliefs that snookers most of us is this one. Families should get along. So when your family is a quote-unquote dysfunctional one, you have shame and you think there's something wrong here. How many people do you know who are super tight with their parents and or siblings? I've met a few and I find that so cool, but a lot of people don't actually have that privilege. I've spoken with people who just have to wrap up a relationship with a parent and or sibling because it's just too toxic. Even meeting halfway isn't a possibility. I've also met people who've made peace with how a certain family member is and decided to keep the relationship but have that respectful distance that I mentioned earlier. In all these cases, asking what the invitation is still applies. Then, of course, there are those of us who come from families where people are mature. They fight, but the next minute they're cool. They fight again, and the next minute they're cool. Best of both worlds, I call this. Now, your family members may or may not have this emotional maturity, and that's okay. And then, of course, there are those relationships that just need you and the other person to spend some time apart. Again, I've had this experience Myself and the other person just needed to spend some time away from each other. It was actually a couple of years. We reconciled, and the relationship is much healthier now. But if I'm to be really honest with myself, I didn't have that difficult conversation with this person from the beginning. Maybe I should have. One of the most important things to remember about those who cross our boundaries is not to become hateful or bitter or vengeful. See, that's when conflict just gets really, really sad, and you really have given up your power to somebody else. I'll be sharing more on forgiveness and understanding the deeper currents of life in a future episode. So, keep listening. So what have we learned this week? Number one, conflict happens. It's inevitable. Don't make it bad. Just learn how to deal with it in a healthier way. Number two, give thanks for those people who cross your boundaries 
They are simply messengers. There's something you're being invited to learn through them. Number three, decide whether this person you're in conflict with is someone you want to remain in relationship with. And be okay with the, the truth that many relationships are temporary. Number four, be willing to have those difficult conversations, especially with people you care about. Number five, are you hoping that somebody will change to suit you? Not advisable. Ask yourself if you can be with that person just as they are. And if you can't, point six, give people their space. Not everyone wants to hang out with you, you know, and you need to respect that. Some relationships may just need for the two people involved to spend some time apart. Number eight, it's okay to wrap up a relationship. You won't get along with everyone all the time, and that's okay. Point number nine, don't be hateful, vengeful, or bitter. Forgiveness is key. I'll be chatting more about forgiveness on future episodes. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again next week. As always, give yourself permission to be the most authentic version of yourself because it's just too hard to keep up a persona. Some of these things come with age, but I don't think you need to wait to your 50s or 60s to start integrating some of these wisdoms. Have yourself a great week.